The Babers and the Toppling of Miss Mimi The soothing sounds of the gurgling Aumiao River were interrupted from time to time by the noisy game of two very good friends, Cholur Bint Lehed and Hinihak. They were playing Bumamiao in the nearby Kulkula forest and couldn't contain their laughter. Huni! You spun me so fast, I do not even know where I am, Choler screamed. Honey was giggling so hard. Oh, she loved, loved, loved this game. You see, in a game of Bumamiao, a friend spins you really fast. After you've been spun, you have to say Bumamiao ten times before your friend tags you. Cholur was only on her fifth bumamiao and trying to run when Honey tagged her. Honey, how you are so good at th- this game! I practice, Honey said coolly. Oh, that did it! That Honey! You cool bloom! I'll show you! Cholur shrieked as she chased Honey around. Right then, Honey stopped running. She felt like she was being watched. Cholur bumped right into Honey's face, and the two exchanged hushed glances. Cholur had felt it earlier too, but didn't think much of it until now. The two friends shifted their eyes about in all directions to see who could be watching them. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing but a sniffle. And then a sneeze. And then a giggle. Cholur, over there, Honey squawked. In a small clearing by the trees sat a whole class of babers, preschoolers it looked to be. Honey and Cholur were shocked. A whole group of babers walked all the way to the forest by themselves. It didn't look like there were any teachers with them either. Babers, what are you doing over here? Are you all by yourselves? Honey asked gently. She didn't want to scare them. The babers shuffled around, but didn't answer. Cholur and Honey walked closer to them. The babers couldn't be more than four years old. There were 17 of them in total. Kittens, woof-woofers, quakers, rackets, elemios, conker-chunkers. How did you get here? Cholur asked. The babers all screamed and started running away in different directions. I think sometimes your voice can be a bit rough-sounding, Honey said gently to Cholur. Should we chase them down? Cholur asked Honey. No, that would just make things worse. When they calm down, they'll come back over here. We'll just have to sit and be peaceful. The two friends sat there in Kulkula forest, quietly meditating. If you didn't know, meditating means not talking or thinking. 
After a short while, the Bay Buddhist no longer feared the two friends sitting so quietly and gathered around them. A Quaker sat next to Cholur and nestled her feet in Cholur's soft, plushy fur. We don't want to go back to school, said a wolf woofer. Miss Mimi's the meanest. She's always yelling, cried a Quaker. Babus, you can tell us everything, Penny chirped back. Lulz, one of the kittens in the class, spoke up. You guys, you guys, can I tell them? A few of the babers sighed, some mumbled, and others grew angry. Okay, you guys, look, Lulz always takes over everything moaned a rat cat. It's not fair. You can each go one at a time if you like, Honey suggested. Lel started. We go to that preschool. The preschool down the river called Crumble Academy. Miss Mimi. Miss Mimi runs it. Oh, she's very mean, the rat cat interrupted. She is always screaming at us and putting us in time out. And, and she shares with the other teachers. And um, she, she, she makes them cry, but she's not good. She's not, not good, said a kunker chunker. She makes me sit in a timeout. And Elamiel said tearily. And the teens are always leaving. One day we had Miss G, and then he was gone. And then Mr. B replaced it, but then he was gone, said a wolf woofer as his voice cracked and he began crying. Lulz gave him a hug. It was hard on the babers to have teachers they loved leaving and then new teachers they didn't know replacing them all the time. Have you tried telling your parents about how you feel? Huller asked. My mommy, my mommy didn't believe me, Lal sighed. My daddy said there was nothing he could do about it, and Elamiel said. My mom and baby talked to Miss Mimi about it. Bless Miss Mimi said she said oh mm, 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 mm. Uh, uh, mm. she said none of it was true the Quaker cried. Honey rubbed the tips of her wings together, as she often did when in deep thought. Khalur turned towards Honey so the two could discuss their thoughts. The Baber sat quietly waiting to hear what the two friends would say. Their feet were tired from walking. And they were hungry. Babies, we'll need to get your parents involved in all of this, Honey said in a soothing voice. No, said an Elamiel. Don't tell my mom, don't tell her. 
Honey continued, Your parents care about you and can help, and we'll need all of your help too. What? What? What's the plan? Luz asked. You tell us what you think, Choler said. You know Miss Mimi and the preschool better than us. Honey continued. Cholin and I know a recipe for truth potion. Once you drink it, you can't lie no matter what. We'll need an audience of parents too. Oh, I know. <laughs> Miss Mimi acts really nice when she has her parents over for dinner night at the academy. Woohoo! A racket said mischievously before crawling into a bush to poop. Perfect, Holler grinned. But. But what would happen? Once Miss Mimi. Once Miss Mimi. Once Miss Mimi tells the truth, Luz asked. That's the part you'll have to wait and find out about, Honey said coyly. But the truth was, Honey and Cholor hadn't quite thought that far ahead. What could they do with Miss Mimi, the mean teacher, once she told the truth in front of all the parents of how mean she really was? We're hungry here! I'm tired! An alligator moaned. Two of the babers began crying. They didn't even want to walk back to Crumble Academy. They were so tired. Honey sent for her friend, Ayn, a wandering albatross who had huge wings to take the babers back to Crumble Academy. But the babers begged to stay. They didn't want to go back. We'll be there soon to help you, Choler reassured them. Once all the babers left, Honey and Choler walked over to the big banyan tree and tapped on its roots. A forest badger named Xiao Chu emerged from inside. Badgers can't see if you didn't know. The only way Xiao Chu could tell who is who is either by smelling them, hearing them, or speaking to them. Light as a feather, there is nothing in it, but the strongest man cannot hold it much more than a minute, said Xiao Chu. This was Xiao Chu's way, you see. Anyone who came to his house, which was inside the banyan tree, had to answer a riddle to enter. Ooh, the bloom, Choler said. Choler loved riddles. Honey did not. Choler started pacing around, prancing on her paws and whispering to herself. What could the answer be? What do you think the answer is? Let's ask Xiao Chu to repeat it again for us so you can make a guess. Light as a feather, there is nothing in it 
but the strongest man cannot hold it much more than a minute. Honey followed Cholor around and added a few of her guesses, but Cholor couldn't be disturbed. She was deep in thought. Breath! Oh, breath! Yes! screamed Cholor. Xiao Chu smiled and let them in. Dinner that night was a sumptuous feast. Steamed acorn with barbecued crickets, oak leaf and pepper salad, grilled fish, watermelon drizzled with honey and cinnamon. Delicious! Honey and Cholor told Xiao Chu about Miss Mimi and Crumble Academy. A terrible team, he exclaimed. He paused for a minute and then continued. I know someone who works at Fort Alam, he added. Honey and Cholor both gasped. Fort Alam was a tough place, a work camp for adults who make bad decisions. But they both felt Miss Mimi deserved to be in a place like that. How well do you know this friend who works at Fort Alam? Cholor asked. We played float together at Forest Ranger Camp. If he heard Miss Mimi confess to how she treats the kids, would he arrest her? How do you mean? What if we got him to hide out during the parents' night at Crumble Academy? While Miss Mimi confesses. Oh, yes, he will do it, Xiao Chu said excitedly. He loves that sort of thing. Then it's sick! The plan is sick! Cholor purred. Aren't you forgetting something, Cholor? Honey asked sharply. Cholor paused and thought, No! What? That tree person? We haven't made one that works before. Ooh! Could we practice in your house, Shouchu? Cholor asked nicely. Yes, 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 Shouchu replied. Though I do not think I can help you. I do not have any experience in that sort of thing. That night, Cholor and Honey had a cozy sleep inside the banyan tree. Xiao Chu set the two friends up in his guest room, which was covered in silkworm silk, the softest material in the forest. Ugh, those blankets and pillows were so plushers. Soft bunny fur mixed with clouds that had dropped from the sky. Outside, the fireflies lit up the night sky, and the crickets chirped a nighttime lullaby that lulled the two friends into a lovely snooze. The next morning, the two friends practiced making the potion from what they could remember. They didn't have the book with them, as they had only been planning on staying in Gorkula Forest for a short while until the babers visited them.
Penny added a pinch of snail trail slime here, a dollop of daisy flowers there, but each time the potion did not work. They tested it on Xiao Zhu and told him to try his hardest to lie. You see, once Xiao Chu told the truth, they would know the potion worked. Do you love us, Xiao Chu? They would ask. No, Xiao Chu replied. This went on for hours. Sometimes after drinking the potion, Xiao Chu would have to sit on the potty for a while. Other times, his hair would turn different colors. I give up, Choler said. We are putting poor Xiao Chu through so much, and we cannot get the recipe right. We can't give up, said Henny. The babies need us. Maybe we need a different plan, Choler suggested. I love you, Xiao said all of a sudden. We love you too, the friends responded. But I really do love you, Xiao Chu said softly to the friends. Choler jumped up. Xiao! she yelled. Huni! She twirled on her paws and did a split. What did we just put in the latest potion? I can't remember, Huni replied. But this batch works. Let's put it in a bottle for Miss Mimi. This batch works! Xiao Chu yelled excitedly while scooping the potion into a bottle. The three friends hopped around and screamed with joy. Wait! Choler yelled. She turned up a beat on Xiao's speaker system and the trio had a proper dance session of all friends, full and fury. The next evening was the dinner. Honey slicked her feathers down with sea slug slime. Choler combed out her fur and applied acorn wax to make it stand up a little. Spunky. The Baybirds were waiting outside Crumble Academy when the two friends arrived. Very nice job asking for this dinner to be put together, Honey remarked. End and such short notice! Choler exclaimed. Oh, we have our... And Elamiel said. We are kind for two minutes dry and Worcester. Their wine and tamas left. A crocodile cat said through muffled laughs. Finally? Finally? Miss Mimi? Miss Mimi said yes! Lel said with a smirk. The parents were already inside munching on chocolate twigs and smoked salmon wrapped in oak leaves. The center was smelly, and the floors were cracked. It was pretty small, too. Those are called ori dice, Lels whispered to Choler while pointing to the twigs and salmon. You, you, you eat them before dinner? A parent approached Honey and Choler when they came in. 
Why, Lulz told us you both are very good singers and dancers, she said. Oh, Lulz is just being nice, Choler said nervously. Oh, come on, show us a little, she urged. That's okay, maybe another time, Honey replied. Lulz dimmed the lights at Crumble Academy and turned on a song she knew nobody could resist dancing to. That is not fire, and I care, Fuller said as she started moving her head to the beat. Fuller, Henny said nervously. Look at my foot. Honey's foot was tapping out the beat. She could not help it. The fur on Choler's head stood up straight. If she wasn't going to dance, her fur was. The two friends grew mesmerized by the beat and urged all the parents and babers to dance with them. Woo! Yeah! Screamed the parents and the babers. While everyone danced, one of the crocodile babers snuck outside to the playground and put the truth potion Holler handed to her on the trunk of a blooming sequoia. <sighs> Who wants to take a group photo? Luz screamed. When they all got outside, the crocodile baber guided Miss Mimi to the side of the tree with the truth potion on it. It was a school tradition to lick the tree trunk at dinner time for the group photo. One, two, three, oys! A parent yelled as all the babers and Miss Mimi licked the tree trunk. All of the babers spun around and turned to Miss Mimi. They all began laughing. Muff, muff. A quacker began. Why do you always scream at us? Why are you always screaming at us, Miss Mimi? Because I don't like children. The parents gasped. Oh, Miss Mimi. A wreck cat started. Why do our teachers cry? Because I scream at them all day. I don't like them. Miss. Miss. Miss Mimi. Lal said. Why? Just then, Shao Chu's friend stepped out from behind the tire swing. I think I've heard enough. Miss Mimi swung around. Just who do you think you are? She sneered at him. I work at Fort L.M., he replied. Which is where you're going. Miss Mimi gasped and looked like she was about to cry, but then stared him down. You'll never catch me! She bolted down the lawn of the playground while the babers followed in hot pursuit. The parents watched in terror. A few screamed. Others fainted. Henny and Holder sat on the lawn eating chocolate twigs while watching the scene unfold. They felt very confident about the Babers and knew they could handle this. The Babers jumped on Miss Mimi one by one as she tried climbing over the fence. 
Lulz wrapped herself around Miss Mimi's leg, while Crococats, Quakers, Rickets, and all the babies hugged her hips, neck, head, everywhere. We must hug every wire and squeeze until she kneels, a wreck cat yelled. Kneel! Kneel! A hippopotamus screamed. Jump off right before she falls or you will be squished, Huller screamed. Abandon ship, Lulz screamed as Miss Mimi wobbled and lost her grip on the fence. The Fort LM officer rushed to Miss Mimi to place her in hippopotamio handcuffs. Before leaving, he asked Miss Mimi if she wanted to say anything. We do, one of the mommies said. I'm so sorry. I didn't listen to you when you told me Miss Mimi was screaming at you, she said to her Elamiel Kade. I'm, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't stand up for you when, uh, when you told me, Miss Mimi. Uh, yeah, this is tough. Oh, when you told me Miss Mimi made you sad, a daddy said to his kade. Miss Mimi, you tricked us. Honest to God, a parent yelled at her. Each parent took their baby and gave them a hug. I promise, I promise I'll listen to you from now on and always stand up for you, a mommy said to her Carter. Seeing all the love around them made Choler and Honey feel so happy. They gave each other a hug. Lulz ran up to them and planted a big, wet kiss on both of their cheeks. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, why didn't our parents listen to us in the first place? She asked. I really don't know why, said Honey. Parents should always listen to their kids, Choler said firmly. Oh, do you hear that? Choler asked Honey. The forest croakers and crickets had already begun their nightly singing outside. Let's go with the parents and babies to listen, said Honey. The parents, with the babies held safely in their paws, twirled to the nighttime sounds while Honey and Choler danced paw in paw with the wind. The end.